0: Hi, welcome to the series, We Are What We Eat. We bring you evidence-based tips that can make your kitchen a magical pharmacy. This is Meera and Ashok Vasudevan from Seesaw, the Centre for the Spread of Affordable Wellness.
1: Today, let's talk about diabetes and we we'll give you some simple tips about how some planned nutrition can help. Experts even say it can be reversed with nutrition and exercise. First let's accept that it is impractical to count the daily calories we eat. Mm -hmm. You know the recommended daily allowance, the RDA of 2000 to 2500 calories per day is largely anecdotal. It's crucial where these calories come from. Do they come from simple carbs or complex carbs? From plant or animal proteins? From saturated or unsaturated fats? And computing these calories is equally hard on an everyday basis. So the effective regimen is to start from our everyday baseline and make incremental changes to both quantity and quality of calories in our food. So even if we start a new regimen Ten years after the onset of diabetes, research has startlingly shown we can reverse type 2 diabetes. True. And there's a three point mantra. Eat less, eat right and work out more.
0: Sounds like common sense. True. Let's talk about eating less, quite simply put, a high calorie intake for diabetics leads to excess fat in the liver, and that leads to excess fat in the pancreas. So consequently, the liver produces more glucose, the pancreas produces lower insulin, both of which have bad outcomes for diabetics. About eating right, we know that whole grains, leafy veggies, beans, healthy fats from nuts, sesame oil, olive oils and fresh fruits provide your daily macro and your phytonutrients. This balanced diet is what helps slow your digestion, it improves gut health, preventing sugar spikes and a lot more. Mm. Working out Apart from the well-known cardiovascular benefits, exercise reduces the insulin resistance in the body and actually brings down the HbA1c in diabetics. Ideally, exercise is recommended 1-3 to hours after eating and not on an empty stomach.
1: This is an important tip for diabetes, not to exercise on an empty stomach. Let's talk about the difference between the type 1, type 2, and gestational diabetes. Type 1, also called juvenile diabetes, occurs most often in young children where the body produces little to no insulin, thus requiring daily insulin injections or risk serious complications. To date, there is no known cure. But eating the right foods is perhaps as crucial as eating at the right time. Foods with low glycemic load delay blood sugar spikes and give the body time to respond to the insulin which is synced with the meal time.
0: Yes, yep.
1: that's the point. Yep. Type 2 diabetes which makes up 90% of the cases and is most common in others and contributed by our genes and lifestyle. This happens when the body's insulin is unable to regulate but blood glucose effectively, which we call insulin resistance. A bit easier to control than type 1, which goes back to the three-point mantra about eating less and working out more and eating right. Gestational diabetes is associated with pregnancy. While it typically resolves itself, the mother and children are at risk of developing type 2 diabetes later in life. For pregnant women with gestational diabetes, the guidelines are to eat three small to medium meals daily without long gaps or snacks in between. But as always low GI, GL which is glycemic index, glycemic load foods are preferred and avoid starches, sugary drinks, fruit juices and desserts.
0: Yep. So let's talk about some food groups. Let me kick it off by talking about legumes, which really are defined as your daily blood sugar defense. The legume family consists of beans, lentils and peas, and they are low glycemic foods, very important for diabetics. They're also high in fiber and protein, preventing sugar spikes that cause the insulin resistance.
1: Mm.
0: High in magnesium, which is crucial to improving insulin sensitivity in diabetics. Besides, their dense fiber binds and excretes the cholesterol from the gut. So, simply put, eating legumes every day is easy in soups and stews, in a variety of Asian, Indian, South American, Mediterranean recipes. Yeah,
1: talking about fibers, let's talk about the next food group vegetables. They help reduce blood sugar, especially for type 2 diabetes, because vegetables provide high fiber which delays sugar absorption from the gut, preventing these post-meal spikes in sugar. Fiber in vegetables fill us quickly, preventing overeating. For diabetics, it's important to reduce intake of starchy vegetables. So limit potatoes, corn, peas, butternut squash and such like. Go heavy on non-starchy greens, white, red or purple veggies. Overall, for diabetics, one cup cooked non-starchy vegetables in every meal is ideal. True.
0: So, let's talk about the whole grains. These are packed with diabetic-friendly resistant starches. Yep. So, mostly provided by whole cereals and whole grains, resistant starches basically resist digestion in the stomach and in the small intestine and are fermented by the large intestine. What this does is that it provides powerful nourishment for the good gut bacteria which in turn produce healthy short chain fatty acids that reduce blood sugar absorption, hasten satiety and therefore they enhance the sensitivity of insulin. What an incredibly beneficial chain reaction this is.
1: Good luck with the new regimen of nutrition and exercise. This is Meera and Ashok Vasudevan signing off. Let's pay the farmer, not the pharmacy.